0: fingers crossed insta fingers crossed we're gonna try again so harry has removed himself from debo's birdcage uh and has gone bless him run up the road to uh, another to his apartment and he's gonna try and connect there and uh hi simon sorry about this simon this evening it's just shows you it. hi jojo we're trying again just to give you guys an update like everything crossed guys uh, we're trying to go again. Um, Simon, I'm trying to wave at you actually, but it's not working. So there you go. Double wave for you, mate. Um, we're hoping that Telea's is going to join. Just spoke to Telea. She's going to try and join now. And then, uh, hiya, mate. Uh, and then Harry should be jumping on as well. So fingers crossed. We're just waiting for Talaya to jump on. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, you're just trying to share a bit of positive energy and 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 positive stories and it's just funny how these things seem to interrupt at points like this and i'll tell you something else quite interesting guys so my video yesterday that i made um hi madara we, we're trying again madara just to give you an update as well um harry's run to his apartment there's harry right Hazar let's wait for Telea to join before you mate let's just try that first let's just see if we can get her on first um, but yeah, I was saying uh, Madara has has us there now at his apartment. Well done, Harry. By the way, um, I know you. Ah, oh, well done, mate. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed we'll get Tila on. Harry, if you can message Tila, or is it, or can't you do that because it's on Insta? Yeah, but I was just saying, it's funny how. Uh, oh yeah, yes, these videos. So yes, these video. Uh, let's send you a voice message. Okay, right. Bear with me, guys. Let's just see. Fingers crossed. Hey, yesterday's video, Insta wouldn't let me promote it. Cause I thought that one was worth promoting. Nothing to do with me. But, but the, the message, the story. Uh, and it's interesting. They they all day I've been trying to promote that. Happily to pay for it to get as many people to see that as possible. and and, and they wouldn't let me. Interesting that no. I've sent her a link, wicked, nice one, Hazza. Did I just say wicked? What a negative word, amazing, sorry, nice one, Hazza. But yeah, genuinely, I know I've said it before, on behalf of me and Harry, it's so nice having, there you go, right, fingers crossed, having some regular people that we can share all of this with. Let's see if we can get you on, Talaya. All right, here we go. You should have a pop-up now. all oh things are happening.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: Let's see. That's better so far. Slightly better. <laughs> that's that. Your audio is good. Your audio is good. Right, let's see if I can get Harry on yes. as well then. And fingers crossed. <laughs> Did you like my Debo birdcage reference? i did i
1: cracked <laughs> up i cracked up <laughs> i'm like oh uh, he's a friday guy too <laughs> oh yeah
0: that was big in the uk we grew up mm-hmm. on that stuff and i was just picturing <laughs> harry like chris tucker with Debo's Birdcage. but anyway God. harry oh. are you there yeah right fantastic so to Let's, let's give this a go. Let's, we'll go quiet and hand back to Talia. Where you would got to, um, to, oh, actually, Ted, I'll let you continue. I, I'm sure you don't need me. To, do you need me to remind you or are you happy to go? <laughs> no, a lot's I, happened. A lot has happened. You, <laughs> but you
1: can just quickly. I'm sorry.
0: Ha, Harry, you went, you went then Harry.
1: So if you can summarize quickly, just because this is a new video on, on
0: Instagram, just... Because we stop, start, stop, start, stop, start.
1: All right, we're going to get to the end of this thing eventually. So, <laughs> so to recap, um, for the folks who were not with us before, um, my name is Talaya Dendi. I am a ten-year cancer thriver, and I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in two thousand eleven. In our prior lives, I was sharing my experience about how I actually found out that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so quickly, what I'll do is just do a quick recap. So um, I had never had health issues before, other than the flu. That was it. So besides my annual exams, I really was not your average um, healthcare or very savvy healthcare consumer. So. Um, I had went to my primary care doctor for my annual physical, sorry, in 2010, and I had pointed out to her that there was a small lump that had been on the side of my neck, and it had been there for about two weeks or so, and I was concerned. So she asked me if I had been sick, if I had the flu or anything like that, and I said, no, I I haven't. Um, I've been you know, feeling pretty good other than feeling a little tired. But with all the hours that I was working, I thought that was normal. So pointing out to her the lump on my neck, she didn't touch it. She really didn't look at it. She just kind of blew it off. And I had shared with her, um, because this is part of the, the exam, you know, making sure you're working out, eating right, all of those things. So I shared with her, you know, that I had been working out about four times a week and I had started doing some training, that kind of thing. She said, oh, well, I wouldn't worry about it. It's probably just a pulled muscle. Okay. So fast forward a year later, I still have this lump and it's bigger and it's harder. So I really didn't feel comfortable with the way that she blew me off. Now, I do want to share this with you. I take some um, credit, I should say, or some responsibility is the word I'm looking for in this whole waiting a year. And I'll circle back to that in a second. And so just because of the interaction that I had with her, when it was time for my next annual exam, I said, you know, I'm going to find a different doctor. It just didn't feel right. Got a new doctor had my physical exam, and I said, hey, you know, there's this lump on the side of my neck. I'm very concerned about it. She touched it. She looked at it. She asked me some questions, you know, had I been sick, that kind of thing. I said, no. She asked me how I had been feeling. I said, really just tired. So she, I could tell by the look on her face at the end of our conversation that she was concerned. She said, well, what I want you to do is as soon as you can, go in and have an ultrasound done. A few days later, I went in for an ultrasound and I could tell by the technician's face, something wasn't right. But again, she's not able to tell me. So she's Few days, I got a call saying, hey, we want you to come in and do a fine needle aspiration. And so that is where they take a small piece of tissue and some cells and test that. So they did that, they, it came back inconclusive because they didn't have a large enough sample size. So to lay up, we need you to come in and do a full biopsy. Okay, go in and do a full biopsy. They take a larger piece of that lymph node. That biopsy is what started the whole thing, that is what was able to conclude that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. I got a call from a nurse on a Friday on my way home from work. She said, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this, but um, your tests, your, your biopsy has concluded that you have Hodgkin's lymphoma. So of course, I have a ton of questions. And she said, you know, I'm so sorry. I know that you're up, you're upset. You're wondering what's going on. I can't answer those questions. However, I can assure you that you're gonna be fine. And she said, I know because my husband was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma a few years ago and he's doing just fine today. That helped a little bit, but not much. So in my effort, to try and process what I had heard and to calm my nerves, I pulled over and went into TJ Maxx. It just happened to be on the way. So I walked around TJ Maxx for about 30 minutes, just trying to grasp and digest what I had heard. Because honestly, I was knocked off my feet. I was not expecting to hear that I had cancer. And so all of the negative images, all the negative Things that we hear and we see about cancer were just flying through my mind, really. You guys, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. You kind of buffered. Okay, perfect. And so I'm just, uh, finally, after about 30 minutes of walking around TJ Maxx, I leave, get in my car, go home, and I call my family, and I, I share with them the news that I had just received. Of course, they have tons of questions that I can't answer, but I had, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I had asked them, I said, you know, I just need some time to myself this weekend. Give me these couple of days to digest and process what I've heard. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any answers for you. I just need to figure out a plan, work through this. Thankfully, they were respectful of my wishes. And that weekend, I spent the whole weekend just going through my emotions. I was crying. I was angry. I was afraid. I prayed. I did all these things. At the time, I didn't know what I was doing. I did what I felt I needed to do. And that was, as Harry and James pointed out in our prior conversation, they said, Talia, what you were doing were you were protecting your energy. I had no idea at that time. I asked for God to show me what to do. And that's what I felt. That's the message I got. Hey, take this time for yourself. Thankfully, I did because that Monday, I was able to take charge, get on the phone, make the calls I needed to make, get appointments scheduled and get the ball rolling. Looking back, had I not allowed myself that time, I don't think things would have went as smoothly as they did.
0: Talaya, if you can hear me, you're gonna to have to hold up for a second because you you buffered again. Um, Talaya. We know it, it does this as well because it, it never. It's interesting because Talaya actually said to me, we had a chat on Insta, um, what's a uh, voice message. She said she'd just seen a friend's live and it was doing exactly the same as well. I um, don't know if it's something to do with the platform.
1: No.
0: But at, at the moment, Talaya, if you can hear me, you've com- so basically on our on our end me and harry are perfectly fine now and it's uh, on our end it's just your screen that that's frozen and we just got the what we call the wheel of death <laughs> just spinning around um harry do you mind dropping for a sec has just to see Right, bear with us. Sorry, Tlaya, Harry's just going to drop out. We're going to try it as two. Thanks, Fatima. Uh, yeah, it does. It does seem to be uh, on Tlaya's end, but um, obviously we don't know for. Uh, you still there, Tlaya?
1: I'm still here, and I see you, but there's a circle.
0: Right, okay, it seems to be... Harry's dropped for the moment, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. Can you hear me okay at the moment?
1: I can hear you okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, your audio's really good currently. Your audio's really good. So, okay. sorry, can you take it back? Um. Sorry, just take it back a notch again. Okay. Um. Sure. So you, you'd walked around TJ Match. you'd gone home, you'd gone through that process of the understandable emotions you then got that message as you said you spoke with god you for you you had the clear message again which is irrefutable because this is your experience people as well this is we have to understand these things this isn't book smart stuff that you this is someone's experience we're talking about now you had the message to tell you that actually although you did downloaded on the family something that obviously has rocked their world so regardless of the brave step you took next you still would have been aware of the fact that they're going to be holding on to that, to that, you know, that load that, as you call it perfectly, that you've just, you know, you've dropped on them, which you need, you had to do, obviously there's, this is the thing with this situation. You, you did everything was so interesting. you after, after working with people for eight years, like I said, it's just incredible. That message you got from God, literally from what we've experienced, I wish, obviously it's all in hindsight now, but if everybody had had that message from the off, the importance, because what Talaya did, people, was she protected her energy. She actually pulled away, not pulled away is the wrong word. She, she took time. Your words were perfect. You took time for yourself uh, to conserve your energy and protect your energy. So can you carry on from there, please? Sorry
1: absolutely can you hear me before i get started perfect
0: right now <laughs> okay. this is perfect so let's fingers okay. crossed
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right and so um that monday i got on the phone i made calls i got my all my appointments scheduled to um get staging done to determine what you know level of cancer i had um i got in touch with my oncologist um that worked out really well um we decided right away from the beginning that we would have a partnership. And that was the first thing that I shared with him. I was very honest. I said, you know, I don't know much about cancer other than the negative things that I see on TV. Um, However, I'm gonna have to go off on my own and do my research with the information that you share with me.
0: With a notepad and um, a pen, bearing in mind, you turned off with a notepad. (laughs) and a pen and the, the the oncologist actually said this is the first time ever anybody has turned up for this to take notes. So sorry. Anyway, yeah.
1: It's okay. That's okay. And I, I should share this that that's just natural for me because of the type of person that I am. Um, I joke and I say, you know, I'm that nerdy friend that you're always going to see with a book and a notepad. So for me, that was natural. And he was just like, wow, I've never seen this before. (laughs) And he said, you're serious. And I said, yeah, this is my life. I'm serious. And I shared with him, I said, you know, what this past year has taught me was that, I have to show up for myself. When I'm not getting the answers that I want, I keep going forward, but I don't stop. I don't pause. I don't let that be an indication that what I'm feeling, what's going on with me is not real. It's just that that person is not in alignment with me or what my healthcare needs are. And so going forward, Once I got that diagnosis, it was like a a switch flipped and said, hey, you are the expert on you. Someone may try to blow you off again. Do not stand for it. Move on to the next person. Don't wait a year. So that's something I definitely want to get out into the world because Our internet, my internet might go crazy again. So that's one thing I just wanted you all to know is that I take responsibility in waiting for a year. However, going forward, that will never happen to me again. And I made sure I set the tone with my oncologist because he was the person who was going to help me work through this. He was at the forefront right right with me. So I told him I would not be taking a back seat in my healthcare that we would have to have discussions. So he basically looked up the statistics and said, you know, this is the type of treatment, the length of treatment that someone your age with this stage of cancer, this is what normally helps them. And so it was recommended that I do six months of chemotherapy and then a month of radiation. And so I said, okay, I understand that. What if that doesn't work? Because I wanted to know. I want. How, how, I needed to get my mental together <laughs> for what might be ahead. So for me, having an idea of what could happen, different scenarios helped me. And he said, "Well, if that doesn't work, but I'm 99.9% confident that it will. If that doesn't work, we'll have to do a, a bone marrow transplant." Well, that was all I needed to hear. I said, you know what? Whatever <laughs> it takes with this chemo and this radiation and this, uh, it has to get done. I don't want to go that route. And so I, it just kind of set the tone. And so I started working and learning more about mind-body connection. And I said, you know what, Talia? You're using up a lot of fumes. You need something to help you stay on this path figure out what it is, (laughs) and so I started researching mind-body connection, and um, just was in awe about the different stories that I had learned about of people who really healed their bodies, in a sense, with their mind, the way that they think, and so what I had done was I created, which I still read today, um, put together a little flip book of healing scriptures from the Bible, I read those every day. I had positive affirmations all over the place. Um, Whenever I didn't feel good you know, in here, I talked about it. I prayed about it. I didn't just try to hold it in. I didn't try to pretend like, oh, today's a great day. I'm being positive even though I don't feel that way. Whatever I was feeling, I just conquered it head on because I said, I'm only doing damage to myself. And you know what? Part of the reason I might be here today with this diagnosis is because I've pushed too much down. I've pushed too much trauma and pain down. And now it's coming to the surface. Now more than ever, it's time for me to deal with all these different things because that is a part of my health. And we don't talk about those things. You know, society says, okay, this happened to you, put a Band-Aid on it and keep going. That's just life. It's a part of life, but I owe it to myself, you owe it to yourself, to really work through those things that have caused you so much pain. Because if you don't, they're inside of you, eating away at you. And we don't really, we don't really know, we don't really think about it because we've pushed it so far down, but it's there. It's there, and it affects your body. It affects your immune system, it affects your health in every way. So all of these things that I'm sharing, they are a part of my journey. They're things that I've learned. And I, I, I truly believe that had I not gotten diagnosed, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have been able to heal from things that happened in the past and all these negative thoughts that I was carrying around. Because what I will share with you guys looking back, is that the fact that I knew something was wrong. And number one, I didn't do anything for a year. Number two, I just took this doctor's word, I guess, at face value. It taught me a lot about my own self-worth. I didn't have much. And so it's cancer. (laughs) For me to get to a point where I said, you know what, my life matters, I matter. What the hell was I thinking? To walk around for a year knowing something was wrong. Yeah, I could say, you know, I was trying to, you know, be there for my family. They were going through things. I just started a new job. I could use that as an excuse. But really, that's all it is, is an excuse to not face. All the things that I had been running from. And I I share this with people because it's not just about a diagnosis of cancer. It's about all the things that we run from in life that are doing us harm. And they're going to keep doing us harm until we turn around and look them in the face. And that was something that I had to do. Now, again, you guys, because I, I, I don't want to come off like I have all the answers. I don't. This is something that to 2021 can look back and share with you um, and say, this is what I see now. I didn't see that then. That was part of this 10 year journey. But I knew from the research that I had done on mind body connection hey, this is much deeper. I don't know what caused the cancer but i have a feeling that it started with the pain i have been carrying around it, you know but like i said you just go on with your life and so i i i got through the six months of chemotherapy i got through the radiation and let me just take a step back i started them in may of 2011 and i would say by December of 2011, I had finished all my treatment. I was told that my hair was gonna fall out, I was gonna have to shave my head. And I prayed that, you know, I wouldn't have major side effects and things like that. I didn't throw up one time. Um, My hair didn't start coming out until about the fifth month of my radiation And at that point, I didn't have to shave my head. I just had to cut it down. Um, After the treatment, a few years later, I was left with hypothyroidism and asthma. Never had any problems like that before. I'm sharing this because these are things that you have to make sure you know about that can happen to you when you decide on a treatment option. And so when I had that discussion with my oncologist about my treatment options, this was the best these were the best options for me because of my age and because of the statistics. And then also he said, Talea, you're still young. You're still young. I that's why I'm suggesting this to you. Now if you were like 70, 80, I would just say, you know what, just go and enjoy your life. Just prepare you know, for um, things to get worse. But he said, no, you have your whole life ahead of you. So hearing that and hearing that also, if that didn't work, I would have to have a bone marrow transplant. Those two things gave me all the motivation I needed because someone else outside of me saw that I had so much more life, so much more to do. And so that's when I just really got on board. And my family was great. My mom was great. She was there with me the whole time. Um, She would come to me, come with me to most of my chemotherapy sessions. And um, she would come and stay with me for a few days after to make sure I was okay. So just having my mom as support, having friends for support, most importantly, doing myself. Valuing myself and stepping out and saying, hey, this is what I want. This is how this has to work. This is the kind of relationship we have to have. Yes, I'm going to ask questions. No, I'm not going to do everything you say without understanding. Those are the things I believe that saved my life. And working through those past hurts.
0: Can I ask a quick question here, Leia Because it, honestly, you the I'll have to send you the video we did yesterday to understand just, and for those that are watching, who was watching yesterday, how about a perfect antidote to yesterday's video guys, listen to what this lady's saying. Now I want to ask about the fact that you just said something that I've come to, for me, it's a knowing now you had to understand what you are being labeled with for you to fix that label. Is that basically what what you're saying? You, you had to, it had to be digestible for you what you was being thrown at. Because, of course, she wasn't a cancer expert. Um, and you were just given all this information, lots of t- statistics. Yeah, synchronicity, Harry. This is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But on that point when you said about having to understand it, can you elaborate on that a bit more? Because I think that's so powerful.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I do when I work with people is helping them to understand The biology of cancer and how it works. And these are things that they're really not gonna tell you in hospitals and clinics and things like that. But cancer is one of those things that kind of eats away at you. And usually, usually it's from some type of negative emotion that we are carrying around. And so really understanding what I have been doing to myself, As far as not having the self-worth, you know, um, taking on all these different things, other people's problems, all of these things, you know, when you're an empath, and we started talking about this more recently, um, years ago, I've always been an empath, I didn't know what that was, I didn't know what that entailed, I didn't know how much you can take on, you know, and just learning about that. And knowing that that's a part of me and how to manage that. So there's all these different... Talaya,
0: Talaya, sorry. Talaya, just to interrupt because the sound's gone really bad again. Let's just give it a second. I just want to recap just in case people haven't heard what Talaya just emphasized. She said being an empath, being someone that takes on someone else's problems... um, played a real part in, in the sickness manifesting, uh, today, I think, I think you've come back now, which is great, but I wanted to emphasize that because what you said about taking on, I'd like to sort of not flip it, but what you take on was the fact that you was giving away so much of your energy to others rather. And for, and from their negative standpoint, which wasn't yours to take on by you giving them that energy and allowing it to infect because I genuinely believe that's how it works. Energy is, like infe- they say, good energy is infectious, Was unfortunately so is bad energy as well. Sorry, Talaya. I think your sound's back now as well.
1: Okay, how's it now?
0: Perfect. and I can see your lovely Perfect. face finally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yes, being an empath, they don't teach us these things because, you know, they just say, go out there and just make the best of it. Being an empath, I had to learn that you don't you're not supposed to take on everybody's stuff. You're not supposed to take on everybody's energy. And I was that person who would not say no, who everybody came to when something was going wrong. So all these all this stress, all their energy, plus whatever I was dealing with, that's a heavy load. So I learned to say no and not feel guilty about it. I learned to set concrete boundaries, and you guys today, I'm so protective of my peace that if something feels right one t- doesn't feel right one time, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we this is done, and I don't feel like I have to explain that because that is a part of my energy, my health. I have to protect it. I can't take everybody's stuff on. And that is another thing that I feel contributed to my sickness. You know, taking on things at work, trying to climb what society calls the corporate ladder, doing all these things that I felt I was working against. I wasn't really in my purpose. Again, I'm not suffering cancer, but had it not happened, who knows? I might be still in corporate America push my way through that ceiling or open that door that they weren't going to let me in no matter what. And so just finding the meaning of me being here was part of that process too. And so there's just so many things that we're not taught about truly living. And unfortunately, you have to go through so many you know, sometimes tough things to figure that out for yourself, you know, and um, I always say cancer showed up in my life at a time when it couldn't have been, you know, it was the worst time. Like I said, I had just started a new job. Um, So clearly they didn't want to have to deal with me and my problems now because I was a liability to them, no longer an asset. So there was that part of it. And I let it all go. You know, I said, my health, my life is more important than anything. And there'll be another job. (laughs) There won't be another me, you know. And I don't say that (laughs) arrogantly, but it's true. Like, (laughs) And so um, those are a couple of reasons why I'm sitting here today talking with you guys, just to let people know that you have value. You matter. You know, if you're not getting the answers and the results, from one doctor, go see another doctor. There's tons of them out there. But don't think that there's something wrong with you because they, they're they not taking the time. And I hate to say some people don't care. So you to care for yourself.
0: to Talaya, sorry. Leia. if you can hear me, I'm going to pull you back again just because you've gone completely. So what Leia was just saying, which again, Harry, can you see the... And the people that shared yesterday's video that are on here, can you see the synchronicities in what Talay is saying versus what we were speaking about yesterday? It's just incredible. It really is your story. The fact that, you you, you know, you're talking about things that you don't have to be book smart to know these things about yourself, people, self-worth, how incredible you are, how incredible your body is. How important your mind is when it comes to appreciating your soul, your being, your who. Uh, Harry's just said, Talay, it's like you watched the video yesterday. It really it is. It's just, it's just incredible. It. And um, for the record, um, we, Talaya, I hope you don't mind, but I'd still like we'll we'll get through this. But because mm-hmm. I want people to see you as well, and you've been blurry most of the time, so. Do you mind just to let, so that people know that are watching now, we will do a Zoom whenever's convenient for you. And I'm sorry, but I'll, I'm going to want you to do this all again, but on <laughs> Zoom so that people can Never actually see you, you as well and actually and, and feel your energy because that's what me and Harry got. It was this part of the story when you were telling me and Harry was like, Ugh. Like this woman's incredible. Like we're (laughs) not worthy. It's just, but it's so important. It's so 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 important for people to to understand the importance of what you've just said. And you're saying it from experience. This is irrefutable, people. This isn't a theory. This isn't a one off. Because this is what people do. They they'll hear your story, and because of cognitive dissonance, they'll somehow make it. Oh, that's just a one off. That couldn't happen to me. No. Talayer is incredible, absolutely something I've just ad- adore and admire. But so so is everybody. We've all got yes. these inbuilt. And anyway, your sound's back, so let me give you the mic back. Sorry, it's just it <laughs> went it went completely for a minute, so I just wanted oh. you to to get your back now. Anyway, sorry.
1: Okay, absolutely. I'd love to do this on Zoom, um, and thank you so much for all the the kind things that you've said. Um, I truly appreciate it, and yes, we all are incredible it 's just getting that noise out of your head that so many people have said to you that stuff isn 't real they 're messed up too, so who are they <laughs> to tell you <laughs> that you're not incredible you know um and it's it's self work self worth and self work You have to do the work i didn't wake up like this ten years ago this is progression. This is something that I've been working on since I became in tune and aware of where my blind spots were, you know? And why do I keep reliving these things? And why do these same scenarios keep happening? Somewhere I'm involved in this. Let me figure out what my part is in this. And my part was not putting up those boundaries or fear of being rejected, and not having self, the, the level of self-worth that I am supposed to have. And in order to make it in this world, I truly believe you have to be in tune with your heart, your soul, and you get all those together with your mind, and you're unstoppable. But like I said, throughout life, we're we're, we're told so many things, and... There's so much negativity in the world, so much noise. You have to be able to look beyond that and say, hey, I'm good enough just the way that I am. I'm good enough for me, that's you, enough.
0: And get- 100%. I, so I just got to observe, because twice you've said it as well about the noise, because, and, and Harry actually put in the, the comment, <laughs> the ego. It's, the, it's all egotistical, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes, I, I would say that, yes. And two, it's, unfortunately, it's from our ancestors sometimes too. We're taking on a lot of stuff that they had to deal with, but nobody talks about these things. Some people don't believe in it, but I can go back right now today and talk to someone that may have known a great-great-grandmother, and they'll say, you know, she, she struggled with this or she dealt with that, and it will make sense in relation to something that I've experienced. So it's, it's a spiritual thing too. And for those that you know are not really in touch with that, I encourage you to explore that more because there might be some answers there for you and direction as well. So don't be afraid, you, but you gotta start here in your heart, in your soul start there and that's gonna open up so many doors. You're gonna have more clarity. You're gonna be um, more confident in who you are and what, you ha- what you're supposed to bring to this world because we're all here to bring something valuable. We're not here to hurt each other, kill each other and do all these negative things. Unfortunately, those are people that have not, um, they've kind of lost their way, I'll just put it that way. And it doesn't mean that they can't be found and, and recentered. It just takes work.
0: Wow! And something you just said about the spiritual, uh, and then you you, you immediately address the naysayers. But the thing is, you're living proof. That's that's the thing. And this is the experience. And you are, as Fatima, as well, pointed out. It's it, experience tops everything. Everything you say is backed up by you being here, being able to say it. And that's spiritual, that's soulful, that is nothing to do with anything else other than your inner being, that inner, inherent wanting to live, wanting to know, okay, you know, I'm not just going to accept this label, egotistically go into that self-persecuting mode of, oh, they know more than me. You turned up with a notebook. like Right, what is it? That's from the soul, you know, what is it that I have to do? And, yeah, and what you said there, self work self-worth if you haven't patented that you need to patent that cuz i'm going to get that <laughs> on a t-shirt oh, and a hat it's brilliant absolutely phenomenal but um wow, wow. sorry i, I don't is, is there any more to this story <laughs>
1: um you know i will add the part about getting the courage to leave corporate america because this is also a big thing for people as well um you know i went to college, got that degree, got that corporate America job that pays so well. And guys, I was miserable, (laughs) miserable, capital letters. I was just like, oh my God, I don't want to die here. (laughs) (laughs) And, And, you know, you know, seriously, it felt like it was eating away at my soul every day. But I was making money. I was comfortable. I'm like, OK, well, at least I can pay my bills. I can travel, blah, blah, blah. The diagnosis brought me back here, too. OK, Talia, don't keep dealing with it. This is cancer talking now. <laughs> don't keep dealing with this crap. You know you're not happy. This is not where you're supposed to be. I know you need to make a, a living. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision. Because again, this is a part of your healing, and so I stayed in corporate America, however, with a plan, <laughs> I stayed in corporate America and I exited um, in 2018. I haven't looked back since you know um saved i was like I said, I had a financial plan where I saved some money, and don't get me wrong, there have been some tough times, but I just said, God, this is what you revealed to me I'm supposed to be doing. I know you got me. So, and it has never came to the point where I couldn't pay a bill. I didn't have food, basic necessities. It never got to that point because why I'm walking in my purpose. I'm walking in my purpose. I listened to God when he said, this is not what, this is not where I want you to be. Wake up. (laughs) I put this thing called cancer right in front of your face. I need you to wake up, take action. I got you. And so I'm not going to lie, guys. It was the scariest thing going from making almost 80,000. I'm not bragging. I just want you to feel where I'm coming from. Making that kind of salary to saying, you know what? My purpose is to help people in this world. I knew that always, I've always been a helper. I didn't know in what capacity. And the way that my doctor reflected onto me what he saw, he said to Leah, I've never seen this before. I said, aha, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be helping people through this tough time where they're vulnerable as heck. They don't know which way to turn. They are fearful. They're getting all these noises coming from their family about what they should do, what they shouldn't do, and getting to the root. What other areas of me, since I'm on this healing path, what areas, other areas of me need to be healed? Let's do this all at once. So when we get through this treatment, we get on the other side of this cancer, we're complete. We're ready to go. We're ready to go in this new direction. We're ready to you know, have this new life that, you know what, from this bad experience, we were able to create. And that's what it's about. Taking the time to completely heal yourself. And it's a process.
0: That second time round, because obviously I've heard most of this before, was even more incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. Something you said towards the end there that Harry, this will resonate with you. So you said that message that you got clearly from God when you said, you know, wake up. I put that cancer there for you to deal with, to fix yourself. There was another, and this is the beauty of the human soul because there was another, ge- there was a gentleman me and Harry was working with, a young gentleman um, in his mid thirties. And i never forget, he said to, to me and Harry, he said, you know what? I'm living my best life since I've had cancer and that hit me and Harry in the face like and he said I've never been so healthy since I had cancer and after you saying what you just said I think the message is clear people after listening to what Talaya said don't leave it to get to that stage you've got people like Talaya here sharing this message again showing this is a wake-up call for me this smashes me in the face even though i've already heard this story with james you've got to do more for yourself and that is not self-indulgent either it's the serving of your of your soul your your inner child your and again something else she said about and this is something me and harry have, have come to learn true healing is multifaceted why because we're multifaceted beings that play so many roles so many versions of ourselves give away so much energy you are literally living proof. You're the biggest validation me and Harry could ever have to know that we're on the right path with trying to share your message because it's your, you're the, you're the proof in pudding. Uh, to be completely honest. And honestly, I can't thank you enough for sharing what you have tonight. Uh, it's been absolutely... And honestly, I don't know if you can see the comments, but you are just getting so much love uh, from people right now, uh, and rightly so. Um C- can I ask? Uh, there's a few questions that uh, I've got. Is, is that cool? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes, that's great. And
0: by the way, people, fanta- if there is anybody that wants to ask to layer a question, please type it in. I'll ask. But I just want to quickly, um, what is a cancer doula?
1: Okay. So what I'm going to do is start off by explaining the definition of a doula first. So a doula is someone who helps another person through a major life change and significant health-related experience. So as many of you may know, there is a birth doula. They focus on the beginning of life and helping to bring life into this world. There's a deaf doula who helps people transition at the end of their life. And I am a cancer doula. So as a cancer doula, I focus on the present, helping the people that I work with get over that thing that's in front of them called cancer. So we're focused on the present. What do you need to do right now to heal yourself so that you can go on, you can live this quality of life that you are going to be creating in this process? And so as a cancer doula, I say I focus on the present because you have the birth doula who's focused on the beginning and the deaf doula who's at the end, we're here right now. What are you going to do? And so that's what I consider a cancer doula.
0: That's incredible. And I, th- I think especially now you've defined what that is, you've sort of answered the next question. But even still, I'm going to pop it because from my experience over the last eight years, and Harry will share this, Not everybody after getting a great result would then choose to take on that path of then doing what, why did you then, why, what made you think, okay, I'm going to become this because you could have in fairness gone, right. I've had my result. I'm off to the Bahamas. I'm off to the Caribbean. I'm, you know, and just go, right. I'm just going to now live my life To, to then put yourself into a position, which let's face it. And I, that 's really, what really resonates with me is and i 'm sure you can appreciate this is as much as we w- when you 're trying to help people with these situations um you do try to detach you will always have their moments where you feel that energy from them and it is sapping at times and it and it does make you cry at times and it does really you know i i 'm talking from experience i i, I don't assume that 's for you but uh, that 's how i felt anyway it's i mean So why did you knowing that there's this extra baggage that comes with that? Yes, there's great satisfaction, but it does come at a price.
1: It it does come at a price. And now that I'm in tune with the empathetic side of myself, I have strategies in place where I take care of myself as well. So, um, and you said, you know, you mentioned this, James, this is a part of my life. So, it's, it's a natural progression in my life from what I came from. So it is a part of my life. And I decided to do this because not everyone is going to or even wants to take the time to read about these things, learn about these things. Um, they're not going to know where to start. They may not even acknowledge that they need to do the work. And sometimes it just helps to have someone who's looking you in the face saying, hey, I'm not telling you what to do, but this might help you. Sometimes we just need to give people a starting point because they've been doing this. Sometimes you just need someone to, you know, kind of take a hold of you and say, hey, stop for a moment.
0: Breathe. I- I'm here take a kinda- breath.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Stop spinning (laughs) because you're dizzy right now. (laughs) And, you know, let's talk about this. You know, let me help you get started. And then you can figure out from there what you really want to do. And so if I was struggling with the things I was struggling with, I said, you know, I'm not the only person. The difference is everybody may not have whatever God put inside of me to handle it the way that I did. So maybe I'm that person to help them, you know? And so that's why I'm doing what I do because I don't want people to have this huge learning curve. I want people to be able to get in there, get the care that they need from their healthcare team as well as themselves, as well as their loved ones. And then, hey, let's get to this thing called life. And you know what? I get to decide what I want that to look like. So all of that is a part of this. And um, so many people commit suicide and things like that because they don't have hope. This is what that is about as well. Showing people that, hey, 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with this thing, you know that could have went either way. It could have taken my life and I could not be here, but I'm here. So what am I supposed to do with this? I'm supposed to help other people. And um, I don't have all the answers. I'm not perfect, but I just know what got me to where I'm at today. And I'm happy to help other people do the same. So that's why I do what I do. Because cancer doesn't have to end like a bad story or a horrible nightmare. It it, it doesn't have to be that way all the time. So, and and another thing it's really to. that really drives me nuts, is the stigmas, the negativity surrounding cancer to the point where they don't even wanna talk about it. They're ashamed to tell people I got this cancer diagnosis. That's a huge part of it as well.
0: That's an incredible answer and before I move on, uh to your next question Fatima made a point thank you Fatima why he was talking about that and she said you know seeing yourself in others so you have no choice but to help them I think that's obviously prevalent with you you, you know your your blinkers were off and all you could see or well, it seems clearly all you could see was your purpose uh, which was you know that's another soul that's me that was my soul um, I'd say in regards to um mm-hmm. You said you made a comment like uh i i I don't know if it you know if if not necessarily other people uh would have what god put in them but you took that step like you said self-work you you first of all you fired it out there you know you asked for help for from a source which some people might say oh it's you know there's no proof this this is woo this and all the rest of it why would you not after hearing this story because something else you said you said Giving people hope. What you've done, it's more than hope. In fact, Harry made a comment, a few comments back, about, you know, people for the naysayers out there, to lay a scientific proof. She's here. She's here telling you this story, telling you the steps she took. She took. She made those steps. She made those choices. Because, again, something you touched on earlier about sharing information, what you like, what you're doing now, you you're giving people who often like you said are in that disparity that despair of of the ego the noise going you know cancer death chemotherapy because that, that's all we know we're ill-educated we're so ill-educated but to be able then to calm that noise uh, and and by sharing information with people and just saying look no i'm your proof okay i'm not guaranteeing but i'm your proof that there is something here for you now to look at, which you might not have even thought. In fact, from my experience, most people don't. And that's what I love. That's what I love about what you do. And that's what I love about what me and Harry do. It's the sharing. It's sharing information. Like, I've learned so much tonight listening to you. And so is the people that are and So will the people that where we plaster this video, absolutely everywhere, because that's the thing. It's giving these people, you know, when you talk, you talk in such a, a gracious a humble calm but it just smacks you in the face with your truths because these are your truths no one can re- refute this these are your truths and that's the beauty of the truth there's no right or wrong in a truth it's just the truth you're not trying to prove anyone right or prove anyone wrong you're just saying that this is my truth so honestly i just think that's absolutely wonderful is there any other and empowering others have you made a good point uh and Right. The P-E-R-L method. Please explain. You created it. What is it?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I'm happy to do that. So the pearl method is something that I um, came up with and it's based on the different um, skill sets and the different gifts that I feel like I've been blessed with. The first one that is very important on one's cancer journey is being able to be a problem solver. There's problem solving that has to take place from the moment you hear those words, you have cancer. And and this is a, a mind frame and a frame of work that I want people tonight to keep in mind if they get a cancer diagnosis or their loved one. So P, problem solver. If you don't have one, get you one. If you're not one, come to me. Because <laughs> you, you need to be able to take those problems, break them down, not be you know um, paralyzed by them. Because this is about taking action. This is about moving forward. So that's the P. The E, empathetic. I've touched on this a couple times. I'm a very empathetic person. And um, someone made the comment, you have to be able to see yourself in others. So everyone needs an empathetic person on their team, someone who's going to sit there and listen, someone who, if they can't relate, they're willing to learn. See, that's the thing, too. You're not going to be able to relate to everything that everyone says. Are you willing to truly hear and take in what they're sharing with you? The R resourceful I mentioned this earlier as well is that you have to be resourceful you know I'm not saying just scour the internet for all these you know fake remedies and all these different things out there because there's a lot of that but knowing where to go to get the things that you need that's part of being resourceful don't go to websites that you know are not validated Go to websites to look for cancer information that end in .edu, .gov, .org. Those are the quality websites that are going to help you if you go off and do this on your own. So that's what the R is resourceful. Knowing what you need, asking for it, and then going out there and finding it or getting connected with people who can find it for you. And these are not just any resources. These are personalized resources specifically for you. The L is good listener. I have been told a whole lot of times that I'm a very good listener and that's very critical in what I do. And listening is the language of love, which is something that I wanna give, but also receive. So in order for me to connect with people and help people, I have to really put my listening skills on 100. I have to let them know that they matter. What they say matters. I'm listening to you. I value what you're saying. So that's the Pearl Method. Those are the qualities that I possess within me to help other people. And that's how I welcome the people that I I work with. Is by letting them know you're going to be taken care of, you're going to be all right together. Let's do this thing, and so that's the pearl method.
0: That's absolutely, honestly, phenomenal. And just to add something to this this chat this evening, so to Leia, in fact, yesterday's yesterday's conversation today, which I will share with you uh, off, offline, or not off, off, off this at some point, because we've not had the chance to uh, catch up, was about the young 15-year-old girl who just so happens that had, turns out, after being misdiagnosed with something initially called Ewing sarcoma, turned out to be diagnosed with Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, same as you, and it was after working with that girl for about three or four months was then when we start came on your podcast, turned out you was a survivor of that, and toaya very kindly was willing to to be put in contact with with that family people so again, just to show you the synchronicities of how important all this stuff is, and people would palm that i 've done it it 's never the same by the way, tolay unless I drop the phone at least once during the live. i will tell you that how will <laughs> please tell you that um. People will palm that off as a coincidence, but yes, it is a coincidence because look at the real meaning of the word coincidence, where it derived from. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. Yes, you've been a perfect fit since you've come into my life and Harry's life, to the people we're working with. I tell people about you all the time. And on that note, please tell everyone where they can find your lovely self.
1: Sure. Thank you for that, James. I I really appreciate it. They can visit my website, which is ontheotherside.life. So ontheotherside.life. They can find me, of course, on Instagram, ontheotherside17. They can find me on Facebook, and it's uh, ontheothersidecancerdoula. And then also I recently, um, beginning of August, started a podcast and it's called Navigating Cancer Together. And it's where I bring on people from all different walks of life to share their experience with cancer as a cancer patient, survivor, or caregiver. And then I also bring on guests who do work in the integrative and complementary care industries. So that's something else you can check out. You can find that on Anchor or any of your other um, podcast apps. But if you visit my website, there's links at the bottom to those different um, social media sites. So I want to thank you so much, James and Harry, for bringing me on, for sharing your platform, for all the love that you give, the great energy that you give, the belief that you have in me, and um, what I have to share and bring. I want to thank the audience out there for sticking around and listening and your words of encouragement. I hope that I've touched you in some way um, and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Honestly, hurry Hari, um, obviously he's he's here. What a wonderful, honestly, what a wonderful lady. God bless you. These are all the messages that are coming through and obviously this, uh, once we get this posted we're going to put this everywhere. This is. This, for me, has just been the most, after, I'll be honest with you, I was soul destroyed yesterday um, making the video that I did be, uh, after what had happened with this young girl, which I'll have a chat with you about. T- to have you today, it's just completely re-energized me. So, honestly, from my soul to yours, I love you. You are incredible. Oh, like It's me. people like you that yeah. mean, mean just, Absolutely everything. So, thank you to Leah. Thank you for anyone that's watched this. And uh, we'll be in contact soon. All right.
1: Thank Love you. to you Take and your everybody. lovely family. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You-